Welcome to Me Time, the podcast for women in midlife who've been taking care of everyone else and now say, it's my turn to take care of me. I'm Kim Aceto, health and self-care coach for women in midlife and your host. Thank you for spending your precious me time with me right now. Enjoy the show. Okay, so today I'm here with Katherine Lazarick. Katherine comes from a performance and education background with a bachelor's degree in music and education from the University of British Columbia. Katherine holds certificates in image consulting and advanced image consulting from the International Image Institute, as well as her second level international designation with the Association of Image Consultants International and two coaching certifications, Certified Leadership Coach with Essential Impact and Associate Certified Coach with the International Coach Federation. She helps professional women and men learn to walk, talk, act, and look like leaders. With the creation of customized educational programs, she brings nearly 20 years of instructional development and corporate training experience to bear to bear when teaching women and champions of women to leverage their professional presence to achieve their goals. With an additional 35 years of performance experience, she helps leaders with everything from how they look to how they deliver great presentations. She's a sought after keynote speaker on topics related to leadership and presence, offering engaging and effective presentations for groups. In addition to her private and corporate executive coaching and consulting practice, Catherine has been an instructor with the image consulting programs at Langara College, trained consultants for Dress for Success Vancouver, has served on the global board of her professional association, AICI, and on the Women's Leadership Circle for the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. She currently sits on the nominations committee for the YWCA Women of Distinction Awards. Catherine, welcome to the Me Time Midlife Podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, I've been wanting to have you for a really long time, and I'm so glad (laughs) that we finally made it happen. And I can attest to all of the things that I read in your bio today. I've seen you present. (laughs) I've actually hired you to work with me on my own presence. Um, (laughs) And we had, yeah, yeah. So, um, and I've seen you in leadership positions and all of that. So it's it's really been great to know you. And I feel like we're just beginning our friendship Mm -hmm. and I'm excited to see where it goes because we really share a lot of similar values, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like you're, but you're one of those people. And I, I wonder if other people have the same experience with you, where when they meet you, they feel like they've known you for a very long time. I guess so. Right yeah. I, 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 I don't know if I would, I don't know if they, they have said that, mm-hmm. but I think they feel comfortable when they're with me, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. because I feel comfortable with myself. Um, I think that's I usually know. a good start for people. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, let's get into the first question I ask every first time guest. Hopefully you're not <laughs> a last time guest, but uh, let's start with this. What do you enjoy doing during your me time? I like to read. I do a fair amount of that. Uh, I also really enjoy spending time with my husband. Is it me time if you're spending time with somebody else? That's a great question. (laughs) Um, Well, I think 
I mean, you can say that. I think someone else has said that too. And that's, yeah, that's totally fine. If you feel like that fills you, right. I think that totally counts as me time for sure. Yeah. So, so then if, if you're spending time with other people, then I also have a few good friends that I really like to spend time with. And I find that renewing as well. And I, I really like long baths. Mm. (laughs) And I think every time I have one now, I think about the conservation element. Right. You know, I imagine myself at 102 saying to some young kids, you know, when I was a kid, we used to have baths. Bath? What's that? We would, we would like draw a gallons of water in a tub and just sit in it. Right. Right. I know. I know. Watch their looks of amazement going, what? Exactly. But I I do like that. And I I also have a a penchant for payday, which is a farming game. Hmm. Yeah. I'm a level 106 farmer. (laughs) Oh, really? That's funny. That's so funny. You know, it's because you're building something. That's mm-hmm. what I like about it. You're building something. There's always something going on. It requires you to wait at mm-hmm. certain spots because there's nothing else you can do. You have to wait for mm-hmm. the cows or you have to wait for the crops to grow or you have to wait for the boats to arrive. You have to wait. So I like mm-hmm. that it has a natural flow and I like that you're always building something. And I love that I can go away from it for months and come back and my farm is always there. Oh, that sounds fun. Nice. It is fun. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. Little thing. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, we're going to have a conversation today, not so much of an interview, but more of a conversation because we are a little similar in in these ways. Um, We're going to talk about deepening your practice and more specifically how you move, how, how you transformed your practice from image consulting into coaching, like I read in your bio, Uh, because I did something similar too. I transitioned and transformed my practice from being a personal trainer to being a wellness coach. So let's talk about that a little bit today. Um, And let me start with just asking you, you know, when did you know you were ready to deepen your practice? Was it something that happened? Did it happen overnight? Uh, Or was this a gradual (laughs) process? How did it come out? Very gradual. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Things are not overnight. I, I didn't have any startling epiphany or anything like that. Aside from the epiphany I had when I realized that I wanted to try image consulting as a thing. And, and before that, I didn't even know that image consulting was a thing. So I don't know where that download came from, but poof, there it was. And that was really the sort of only epiphany that kind of started me on the journey. But when I got into the work and started learning more about it, really, I realized that I was just using the image piece. So covering appearance, behavior, and communication. And most image consultants start in appearance. And some people love that and they stay there and that's fantastic. And other people do different things. So when you get trained, you first learn the very basic things like color analysis, body analysis, wardrobe analysis, shopping, um, personality style analysis, and to help someone really express who they are authentically or and help them achieve whatever goal they're hoping to achieve. And so I realized pretty quickly that even though I was using those tools, that wasn't really the fundamental work that I was doing. Because I, I was there's always more in the closet than clothes. Right? So mm. the minute you get into somebody's closet or in their drawers, that's a very intimate space. It's a very vulnerable space. Mm. And so I ended up because I have a lot of background in psychology and a lot of understanding of you know, therapeutic work, and I'm not a therapist by any means, um, but I've been pursuing personal growth and reading about it since my 20s, which is now I'm almost 50. So it's been a while. And I'm always interested in 
the root cause. Mm. So if someone's exhibiting a behavior or if someone's experiencing something or someone's thinking something, I've always wanted to find out what was behind that. So the conversations I was having with my clients about who they wanted to be and how they wanted to be in the world or who they were got very deep very quickly, mm. far beyond, you know, wear blue. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Blue looks <laughs> right? good on you. Right. right. Blue looks good on you. Wear blue. Right. Yellow's your friend. Wear yellow. Right. Um, uh, and really helping them appreciate themselves and come to love and accept themselves in ways that they had not been able to do before. Mm. So it, it ended up being quite transformational work. And the way, so in a way, I was always taking a coach approach to consulting, but I didn't really know that that's what I was doing. I didn't have a name for it. It's just mm-hmm. the way that I was doing it. And it was different from my other consultant colleagues on some level, because not, all, not everybody has the background right, mm-hmm. that I might have, and not everybody has the interests that I have in, in that personal growth development piece. Um, so it was a bit different from what everybody else was up to. And what happened was my clients started to progress in their careers and started to move into higher levels. And they would want me to come and work with their teams at, in their companies. And they were consistently fighting against the sort of stereotypical image of what an image consultant was. So they would mention it and, and basically the people who signed the checks would say, why do we need an image consultant to come in and do that? That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. They just c- couldn't wrap their head around it. So they, they said, you know, we're kind of tired of explaining that you're not really an image consultant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we would like yeah. to, we would like to be able to put the, you know, couch this in different terminology be- and, right. and, and really make it, make an accurate description of what it is that you're doing. Um, because image consultant doesn't really capture all the different kinds of things that you do. And I started, so I started interviewing my clients and I said, you know, what do you think would be the best framework for this? You know, would it be an MBA? Would it be like, what would it be? And one of my clients said to me, why don't you just get a coaching certification? She said, you're already doing it. Mm. uh, And that will just help you paper it up basically. Right. So that's what I did. And that was when I realized, oh, this needs to change. And I was changing. So Mm -hmm. my first brand, like my first brand, my first company was called ICU Image Consulting. And that was the download and it was intensive care for your image. And I just laughed and I thought that was great. Mm -hmm. And that company went through a few different iterations with its branding as well. And the last iteration before I moved to Lazarus Consulting that I have now was all about tree imagery and growth. And it was quite soft and quite feminine because I was working primarily with women and I was talking a lot about growth. And in fact, my phone number is 436-GROW, which is kind of cool. Is it? I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, it's 604-436-GROW. And... So my marketing team was looking at that and they're like, yeah, it's really about this growth piece. And and what that imagery was based on was a children's story that I had written like 20 years ago mm-hmm. when I was going through my first round of ther- therapy around um, my first spiritual awakening, like Brene Brown says, right? <laughs> <laughs> first breakthrough. Um, and I had written a story called The Catherine Tree, which was what kind of tree would I be? And it's descriptive and it has pictures. And then at the end, it says, where's your tree? what kind of tree would you be? So it it was that kind of growth metaphor early on. And I Mm -hmm. felt very vulnerable sharing that with her. My um, Allison brand from Rex image is my Rex marketing and design is my brand person. And I showed it to her and she's, she's a friend as well. And she's also quite approachable. So I felt it was very vulnerable to share that with her because it was so personal. And she was the first person who said, you know, the personal is professional. 
It, mm -hmm. When you are a practitioner, you can't really separate the professional from who you are as a person. It just doesn't really work. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd always wanted to keep myself out because I thought, well, if I want to scale the business and I want to sell it sometime, it probably shouldn't necessarily have my name on it. Um, so anyway, so that was the branding she came up with. Uh, but at that really, it wasn't very corporate, right? So as I started doing more corporate work, it, it had to shift. And I, I got more corporate. And, and I, I don't know. Um, it was basically when I changed my own image and I needed help to do it. I was really stuck and I ended up mm -hmm. calling one of my colleagues, Michelle Horn from Ottawa, because uh, I really respect her opinion as a consultant. And she's also very, very good at what she does. And so she and I had a conversation. We roomed together at the conference and stuff like that. So she's a good friend. Wait, wait, and I just so said, you, stuck. you were an right? image consultant, but you reached out to a friend to help you. Yeah, totally. Because we can't mm. always see our own blind spots, right? Mm. And we need other people to help point the way. So it's quite funny. I was actually chatting with a client and um, we were socializing and she said, well, what do you do when you, when, you, when you're stuck? I guess, well, I get help. I hire a coach. Mm -hmm. And she just laughed. I'm like, it's not a sales pitch, <laughs> but that's really what happened. And so, yeah, so I reached out to Michelle and she ran me through some of her stuff. And she said to me, she goes, there's an element of elegant about you mm. as an archetype. And I was like, what are you kidding me? Like, to me, that was very proper. Don't rock the boat, mm. that kind of thing. And that's not really who I am. Um, and she said, no, no. She goes, you like things to be finished. You have a high level of attention to detail. You enjoy beauty and you enjoy luxury and you enjoy those things. And she's like, it's not that you don't enjoy other things too. Um, you know, I'm just as happy, you know, drinking a beer out of a, a solo cup. <laughs> as I I've am never seen that, drinking but okay. like an $18 martini at the Fairmont, right? right. <laughs> I'm happy to do both of those things. Um, and that's fine because I grew up in Brent Stores, right? So it's, mm. it's like the beer and gravel pit mm. capital of BC. I haven't been there yet. Among so. other lovely things, like Prince George is a good town, but it's, um, mm -hmm. you know, it is, it can be, has elements of being a bit rough around the edges on, on some level. So in any case, uh, she said this to me and it, it changed everything for me. And I was afraid because it meant that I would need to step into being more powerful as a person, being a little bit more out there and a little bit more direct because I've always been quite direct, but I haven't always been careful mm -hmm. about how I delivered things. And so, you know, I wasn't always <laughs> rewarded for that. Right? Mm. <laughs> more often than not, I would get shut down for being direct. Mm -hmm. or asking hard questions or those kinds of things. So when she helped me recognize that, I was like, oh, okay, so if I really enjoy a suit, I can wear a suit, but I need to find the right kind of suit for me. So for example, like like a powder blue suit is better for me than like a straight lace. It, there has to be some element of interest mm -hmm. about it for me. Yeah. Uh, it has to be quite personalized. Um and those kinds of things. So I just started paying more attention to that. I groomed differently. I got a different kind of haircut. You know, I just kind of sharpened everything up a little bit because prior to this, I was sort of loosey goosey and kind of funky and um, a little bit undone. Hmm. And yeah, and she said, what's happening is your desire to be comfortable. I love to be comfortable because your desire to be comfortable is overriding everything else. Hmm. And so now it's just a little sloppy. Yeah. And you're so saying I that to all that. of us as we're working from home and <laughs> I know, right? right. I'll bet you're off now, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and it, it's interesting. So, so that changed. And then my branding had to change. And that's when I went to Lazarus Consulting because then I thought, well, then I can do whatever I want. Mm. And it'll last longer. And then when my husband goes freelance with his film editing, he can be a Lazarus Consulting as well. And we can mm. just run everything through the business together. 
and right. then it's not it just gives me more options mm -hmm. so I had to, I had to really think about where I wanted my practice to go and what I wanted to do and I love working with teams mm. I love working with corporate teams to help them tighten up build high trust atmospheres that's a lot of fun and I still really also like working with individuals mm -hmm. to help them get where they want to go or to help them see that where they're at is okay right or a little right. bit of both because you kind of need to see I need to be okay with where you're at and okay with who you are before you can really get to where you're going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a real principle in coaching too, is, and is really meeting people where they are. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I experienced that with you, you met me where I was and you helped me from there, you know, and I learned so much. And what's mm -hmm. so great about this transformation that you had in this career, this career change transformation uh, is that you, you have brought, all of yourself. I mean, you have a teaching mm -hmm. background, a performance background, leadership background, right? I mean, you bring mm -hmm. so much plus your own values and your own views of the world. Um, you know, I see that not just in your work, but in everything you do in your presentations, in your Instagram uh, <laughs> posts, you know, in the books that you read, um, in the people that you follow, in the things that mm -hmm. you say, I really, really see all of that shine through people know who you are um and i've only met you you know a couple of years ago so mm -hmm. it's been interesting right now listening to this this journey because i didn't know this stuff so this is yeah. the first time i'm hearing it which is oh. really cool yeah but i i totally hear you just you know i i went through a similar uh transition with um you know i was a personal trainer i helped you know, women lose weight, you know, they want to look better, they wanted to feel better, um, look better in their clothes and all that kind of stuff. But um, I started to realize that um, there was so much deeper stuff happening, right, than just here, do these sit ups or do these squats, like, and so mm -hmm. that's kind of how I see it for you was like, you know, the very mm -hmm. external uh, changes that people wanted to make, but it didn't, unless you change or help people understand who they are from the inside and why they do the things that they do, mm -hmm. then they can actually, they're able to do those things on their own and they're able to make their own changes and transformations once you know who you are. So I deepen mm -hmm. my practice that way too. And it's been transformational for me as well. It sounds like you, you have grown as you grow, your, your, um, practice grows, um, mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's, it's a nice give and take, right. With your practice. Yeah, I think so. And I really, I really appreciate my clients because they have given me some great perspective along the way as well. Like the, mm -hmm. I think sometimes people fall into the trap of not wanting to confess to their clients that they're experiencing some, some difficulty or they have something to think about or, uh, you know, like any kind of vulnerability with their clients, like, oh, I have to be the professional the entire time, you know? Yes, you want to be professional, of course. You want to maintain your boundaries. But I cannot tell you the, the, the lovely thing that happens when I said to my clients, hey, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think about that? Okay, you know me. You've worked with me. You know, here's where I'm thinking of going. What do you think? And their perspective was incredibly valuable uh, because I, I think one of the biggest things I learned is, is I don't decide the value of the work that I do, you decide the value. Mm. You're the client, you're going to tell me what the value is. Mm -hmm. And so now I've developed this practice of actually asking, you know, what value did you receive from our collaboration? 
-hmm. um, which is a technique that, I don't know, technique, the question that was given to me by one of my coaches, uh, Sarah Hathorn, who works out of Georgia, uh, down in the States. And, and she said, well, you have to ask in order to find out. And I'm like, well, that's a really good principle for life, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> you want to know, you have to ask. Yeah. Right, right. And you have to be comfortable with that's it. And great. I think, yeah, and I think too, with the transformation piece, I think everything changes better with love. If people are trying to beat themselves into submission or beat themselves into something new, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. You really have to turn it around and yeah. love who you are and love right. where you're at. Or at least accept. Right. Or at least be willing to accept mm. in order to move mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I don't know anybody that does it with brute force. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> so a lot of my listeners, well... I would say most, if not all of my listeners are women in midlife who are going through many shifts and transitions and transformations in their life, physical, mental, emotional, yeah. you name it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so for those women listening who are considering a shift, a transition, mm -hmm. whether it's career or life or relationship or whatever, um, you know, oftentimes there are these, you know, limiting beliefs that come up that I've talked about on the podcast. It's too late. Um, I should have been there by now. Um, you know, I'm too old, you know, whatever, right. All these different mm -hmm. things, but just based on your own journey and transformation and you continue to transform and we all are continuing to grow and change and learn. Um, what wisdom would you share with those ladies listening who are, you know, going through their own transitions right now based on well, your experience? I mean, first of all, I think what those things that you've mentioned are just, just get rid of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, you're still alive. You're still on the right side of the grass. So get going and just get on with it. Um, and that's very easy to say if you, if you're confused, right? <laughs> it's hard if you're confused, just get on with it. Um, one of the best pieces of advice that I got, well, there's actually two. One is, Consider the qualities you want your life to have if you're thinking about a life transformation. Consider the qualities that you want your work to have if you're thinking of a work transformation. Because if you're too fixated on the title or the industry or the, the, where you're going to live or who you're going to be with, if you're too fixated on those things, it's very hard for the right thing to come to you. So opening it up to the qualities makes it easier. So what would be a quality? I, what do you mean? So like a quality, for example, the five qualities that I came up with when my counselor asked me this question like 20 years ago was for my work, I wanted it. I wanted freedom, a lot of autonomy in my work. I wanted beauty in my work. And whether that's actually physical beauty or just soul beauty, you know, raw, difficult things are also beautiful. Beauty, joy, I wanted to feel joyful in my work generosity i needed to have an element of give back or legacy in my work and ease of spirit so that i would know mm. wherever i was whatever i was doing i was on the right path so that if mm -hmm. i die tomorrow at least i was on the right track mm -hmm. i don't regret anything so that's that's an example of sort of how i came up with that and i just had to think about it through sometimes it was focusing well in the beginning it was focusing on what i hated about where i was mm. and then right. i just had to flip it like i really hate this so what would be the opposite of that and then condensing it down. And it was a long process. It took about a, a year, I think, for me to come up with those qualities. Uh, and they really serve me well. Because mm -hmm. I find that they serve me well just generally in my other things too. And then the second piece was uh, not focusing too close in front of you um, and not worrying about sort of where you think you should have been. Mm. 
But one of my coaches also, when I said to him, I, I got in and I was like, okay, I just need a five-year plan for my business. I know what to do. And he said, meh, that's boring. Let's do a five-decade plan for your life. And so we whiteboarded out the five decades. So I started that when I was 42. So 42 to 52, what was going to be the theme of the decade? And the theme was foundations. And I'm coming up towards the end of that. It's like, okay, so the foundations were I wanted to get my house in order. I wanted to get my body in order. I wanted to get a good sense of my work. I wanted to know who was going to be around me with my friendships and how my marriage was going to run and all those different kinds of things. And that's happening which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. They're kind of falling into place. And then right. 52 to 62 was going broader and deeper. So that was getting, digging roots into my practice, maybe writing a book, which I'm starting. So that's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, broader and deeper into life. And then 62 to 72 is give back mm. in whatever way I need to do that. And 72 to 82 is fun. And 82 to 92 is more fun. And then I don't know, after, <laughs> after 92, we'll see. Right. <laughs> But that really helped me take a long-term perspective and say, Mm. okay, so maybe it's not happening Mm. right now, but that's okay. Mm. It's keeping that intention in the back of my mind of, well, right, this decade is foundational. So, you know, like two years ago, three years ago, I had really gotten a good handle on my body monitoring. Like my food was pretty good. My exercise was good. I was feeling good, strong, lightweight, you know, felt really great. And then, you know, everything went to pot when my husband's family had a whole bunch of health crises kind of all at once and life got really stressful. And so now my body is kind of back to where it was, but I'm like, that's okay. Cause I still have another two years to make things stick. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't stick, then I need to be like, okay, what happened such that that didn't stick mm-hmm. and where am I now? And what's one of, one of my hormones doing and mm-hmm. you know, what's different about me now because right. maybe what worked then is going to work now and looking at that, but it, it helped me just to calm down mm. a little bit and be less anxious about, transformation because I have a whole decade. Right. And and then like each year or how, or whatever, how often do you reevaluate your future decades? Like the focus of your future decades? I still like them. So I don't really think about reevaluating them as mm-hmm. much. Um, yeah. I think, so I, I kind of keep a handle on it daily. Like what am I doing sort of, because I do have small actions that I need to take daily, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know what? I just realized I don't really have an active, time when I sit down like I don't have a prescribed every year I'm going to go mm-hmm. look at this yeah. I don't do that right I don't do that I just kind of keep it in the back of my mind because free flow has always worked a bit better for me than anything else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the coach when he was telling me about this he said um everybody overestimates what they can do in a year and underestimates what they can do in a decade mm. say that again everybody overestimates what they can do in a year but they underestimate what they can do in a decade. Mm, I love that. That's a great Isn't thing to great? ponder right there. Yes. Super great. Absolutely. Yeah, Michael Walsh, Kaizen Consulting, he was the one who said that to me. Mm. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. And it's like, yeah, I have decades, hopefully. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you, got a pl- you got a plan for that, right? I mean, if we don't, right? then we'd be eating whatever we want and we'd be doing whatever <laughs> we right. want. And... <laughs> like I got to pay attention, you know, and, yeah. and uh, you know, I also have good life insurance. So if I die tomorrow, my husband's covered. Right. Right. That's great. Two great pieces of advice here. Um, I hate to say the word of, I like to say wisdom, right? Consider the qualities you want it to have as you Mm -hmm. make this change. And then the second thing was not focus too close 
um, what's of what's in front of you. And the first image that came to mind for me was, you know, when you're learning how to drive, they tell you not to just look at the car in front of you, but you need right. to scan the road, right? You need to see yes. what's ahead, what's coming up so you can prepare for that. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, and then thinking in decades, that that's mm. really interesting too. Um, that is something that I want to start doing as well. Um, because as you said that, it both scared me a little bit and it excited <laughs> me. So I know that, that was a good that, sign. That's a good sign for me. Yeah. If it if it's a little scary and a little exciting, mm-hmm. then I think mm-hmm. that's that's something that's resonating with me um, at the moment. Um, and then I would throw in one thing just from my own experience is, uh, and I think it goes along with number one that you said was really just to, you know, at in midlife, what I love working, what I, what I love about working with this demographic is, is women in midlife, they know themselves so much more than they did when they were oh, yeah. 20 years old, right? <laughs> That's true. So, you know, take, take all the lessons and the gifts and, and all of those things that you've learned about yourself and finally do something for you. So, you know, don't like put your shoulds on the shelf. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, oh, I should open this or I should start selling this or I should be, you know, like we need to stop shitting all over ourselves mm-hmm. and, um, and, and really, you know, do something that you enjoy, that you love. And um, I think that's really, really important because you have to you know, do it every day, whether it's a relationship, you're going to talk to or be with that person all the time. You're going to go in, you're going to work at that thing every day. So it's really important. Um, I think that's, that's huge. Oh my gosh, Catherine, time is flying and we're just (laughs) about up with time. So um, I just want listeners to know that you and I spent uh, at least a half an hour recently talking about what we wanted to talk about. And so many topics came up um, that I would still like to talk with you about. So listeners, you can expect Catherine to come back and (laughs) and we'll talk about some uh, other things. Um, But Catherine, thank you again so much for being here today. Uh, Is there any final thing that you want listeners to know? Oh, and please share your your website with listeners. And um, I also put that information in the show notes, but anything else you want to leave them with would be great. Hmm. What would I like to leave listeners with? You can do it. Oh, that's so cliche. Oh my God. That's what came out. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. But, but why did that, but what, what about that? Why did that come out? Yeah. Why'd that come out? You can. And it's, I think because as I'm listening to you with the should and should is a word with such heavy obligation attached to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. right. Um, and sometimes just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Right. But in terms of crafting a more fulfilling experience of, you know, this like video game that we're all playing right now, that's life. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can, even if you, even if you're in the darkest place, even if it seems impossible, even if it, you know, you're in the ugly crying, snotting in your face, three in the morning. Yeah. Oh God, what have I done? Mm-hmm. Phase of whatever it is you're doing it, you, you can, and it might be a baby step and it might be a big step, but just one little thing, like the smallest thing sometimes can create momentum mm-hmm. so it's like just be easy just be mm-hmm. easy on yourself and and try not to try not to force it too hard because if you're forcing it and it's not really working that probably means it's not the right direction right right when it you're in the flow yeah, yeah. you shouldn't feel like thing. it's hard too hard right 
Yeah, I mean, sure, things are challenging. But, yeah. But there's a difference between I'm challenged and I still know I'm going the right direction. Mm-hmm. Besides, okay, this is not working. Yes. Right. So you got to know when to fish and cut bait. Right. And listening to that and trusting that. Yeah. Pay mm-hmm. attention. Right. Pay attention. And it's okay to be where you're at. And it's okay mm-hmm. to not want anything more than where you're mm-hmm. at either. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Um, so listeners, I'm going to put this uh, in the show notes, but lzrkconsulting.com. And uh, Catherine, just to confirm, you work with clients virtually as well, especially right now, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. In fact, almost all my work right now is virtual because that's right. who's not That's working right. from home, right? Here we that's are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Um, thanks again, Catherine. So great to have you on. If you find the Me Time Midlife podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. The best way is to simply tell your midlife friends about it. It also helps the show's visibility if you rate and review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or simply directly in your Apple Podcast app if you listen to the show that way. And if you want more me time in your life and continue the conversations we have on the show with other women on a similar journey, consider joining our Me Time Midlife community on Facebook. Simply search for Me Time Midlife Community in your Facebook search bar or go to metimemidlifepodcast.com to learn more. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, remember, you've been taking care of everyone else. It's your turn to take care of you.